Hello, and welcome to the How to Scale a Business podcast. My name is Hector Santi Esteban, and I'm your host for today. We're here with Rick Silva, and he's a referral coach for real estate agents and the creator and founder of One Referral Away. It's a program to do just that, to help you get more referrals. And although Rick kind of specialize in a certain niche, I know that this episode is going to apply to everybody who's listening because every single business, no matter what industry you're in, can use more referrals. So Rick, thank you for hanging out and spending some time with us today. Thank you. Can I give you industries, real estate, mortgage, financial advisors, insurance agents, dentists, chiropractors, and salespeople? There you go. Makes sense. It speaks to a lot about those types of businesses. And what's interesting about each of those is that not that the services are commoditized, but the thing that sets those businesses apart or the businesses within those industries apart is the relationships and the connections that they have with those people. So Rick, tell us about how you got into this. Give us the story on how you ended up here and then, you know, a little bit about what you're doing with your clients now. Yep. I'll keep the story short because it's kind of long. I was an engineer for years and I got recruited 20 years ago to be a recruiter. So I did staffing for Cisco Systems and then a bunch of startups. So I've made thousands and thousands and thousands of cold calls. I get laid off in the big dot-com crash, lose everything, have a couple small businesses. And then I met a lady 20 years ago this week who was running networking groups. And I knew nothing about referrals. All I knew was cold call, cold call, leads, 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 cold call, cold call. And she taught me how to network and actually have people chase me instead of me chase them. And when I learned that, I went on this path of education, learning. My main goal is to help people get referrals so they're not door knocking, cold calling, or begging for business. 14 years ago, I got divorced and what was 2008, real estate crashed. My house went down a half a million dollars, lost everything, moved into my office and showered at the gym and was homeless for six months. 14 years ago, multi, multi multi-millionaire today. Never cold call, never door knock, don't pay for leads. Started running networking groups. I had over 6,500 one-on-one coffee meetings, probably close to 7,000 by now. One-on-one coffee meetings with business people. Helping them build a referral-based practice and then learning a lot when you meet people and you're sitting with somebody who makes a million dollars a year and you start asking, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? The answer has never been, I walked up and down the street door knocking and cold calling. The answers were always talking to my sphere and talking to people who already had my client and figure out how to get in with them so you could get referrals. You'll have people who work in the biz dev department where they're constantly looking for other companies to partner with. I took that to the small business owner and I teach people how to ask themselves, who already has my client? Who already has my client? And you go find those people and you teach them how to send you referrals and vice versa. That's the very short story. So... I have a hesitation to jump right into because my first thought is, well, tell us how to do it and tell us, yeah. okay, well, you know, but I think that we're going to get there. So stick around because we're definitely going to get into some of the tactics. Yeah. But before we do that, what I want to get into is what might hold some people back from this? Because I'm even thinking about, I got into my first job out of high school was being a direct sales person and it was very short of cold calling. They were just warm leads, but not really. <laughs> and we found that the best people that had success were the ones that were able to generate referrals where they had, like you said, this kind of community. So I'm curious, what are the stubborn things that hold people back? Or like, I'm sure that in your work with people, you've got to slam your head, you know, mm-hmm. your hand across your forehead sometimes going, well, if you would just stop doing this yes, and start doing this, right? Is there anything that kind of drives you up the wall or yeah. things that, you know, when you see it, you're like, man, if only you knew. 
Can you speak to some of those types yep. of things? Too bad we only have 20 minutes because that's about a five-hour answer. The banging the head against the wall is Facebook and LinkedIn. People going on there to try to get leads. And especially in the real estate world, every agent I talk to, well, my broker told me just to walk up and down the street and door knock and cold call, door knock and cold call, door knock and cold call. And that's why 90% of real estate agents don't make it. So the biggest frustration is that most of the coaches out there that I follow and look at, they know negative, not even zero. They don't know anything about networking. The other big thing is the difference between a lead and a referral. So a lead is generated from anything you do outbound where you're doing outreach, door knocking, cold call, website, any form of SEO, PPC, all of that is for leads. And I've noticed, especially the younger generation, they know the word leads. They don't really know the word referrals. Referrals are you're sitting at your desk. Let's use my wife's land investing business. So my wife helps people invest in land. I get a phone call. I just sat with my financial planner. We're trying to diversify my investments. My financial planner told me I should call you and talk to you about diversifying and maybe buying some land. What effort did I put into that? Zero. Now I have someone coming to me instead of me chasing them. When you door knock, cold call, and work with leads, it kind of reeks of desperation. When you have people calling you on the phone, your confidence level is much higher. So I'm going to give you the best example that I learned from a dentist. And a dentist was always taught every time a patient walks in, ask them for referrals, ask them for referrals. You're actually asking for leads. You cannot ask for a referral. You can only ask for leads. Referrals are completely qualified. Leads, eh. So I talked to this dentist and he goes, I don't ask my patients for leads or referrals. This is why. Because if I ask my patient for referrals, his hand goes like this. That means I don't have enough business. If I don't have enough business, they're going to assume I'm not that good. I'm not that good. They're going to leave. Ask for referrals, lose patient. I've talked to many people that feel that way. When you're walking up and down the street, knocking on doors, have you ever in your lifetime ever had a brain surgeon or a high-end attorney knock on your door and go, hey, just want to check and see if you or anyone you know is looking for brain surgery? So in the real estate world and in even financial planners, some of the highest paid people in the world by per hour of the work and the effort that they put in, I don't know too many attorneys that make more hourly than I do. Knocking on a door makes you look desperate, makes you look needy. If you can meet other people who already have your client and then the phone starts ringing, man, your confidence goes through the roof. But back up real quick and answer your question is not understanding the difference between a lead or for a lead generate, lead generate. No. How about learn how to network to get referrals? I have yet to see more than one or two coaches out there who actually truly know what networking is for referrals. And the advent of LinkedIn and Facebook, it's so easy just to throw up a post to pay for some stuff. The disadvantages, the leads come in, you get stood up, they ask for discounts. Right at the last minute, they grab their pen and right before they go to sign on the dotted line, hey, how much are you making on this? Can I get some of that? Can I get a discount? Or right at the last minute, eh, my next door neighbor is a real estate agent. I'm going to go with them. But if my financial advisor told me to call you on the phone because you're the best real estate agent in town, 95% of all objections are gone. And I'm just trying to teach as many people I can around the world that there's something out there called sitting at your desk and the business comes to you and say, you chasing it. Sorry for the long answer, but obviously passionate about this, been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. Is there any business or any industry or person that you would not recommend this strategy to or to say you're better off pursuing a different route or a different channel than this? Not a specific industry, but a personality type. There are certain personality types and you'll see some on the internet. Ricky Carruth comes to mind. There's some trainers out there that 
they teach you how to put up the mirror and buy the software and you're going to smile and dial. Let's go get it. It's not normal. It's not natural to be banging the phones. But there are some people who would rather sit at their desk all day long to get that quick fix, that quick excitement, the quick, 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 everything's fast, fast, fast. That's not my type. I'm into building long lasting relationships where people are sending me referrals. I have a mortgage lender that I've closed over 95 real estate transactions. I made a couple million dollars off of one lady, one lady who I've met a couple of times for coffee. So the person who likes the quick fix, that needs that quick excitement, that loves the cold call. And I'm sure in your lifetime, you've met people who they're just not great people, people. They don't really care about, yeah, 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 let's just get down to business. Yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's get that business. I don't know. Those types of people who are really focused on sales, 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 and not long-term relationships, keep door knocking and cold calling and lead generating because it's not, it's not going to work. And generally, when I meet somebody on a Zoom, that's one of the first things I'm trying to figure out. And then also people who are struggling financially. And this is a situation where I want to get them out of that so then they can slow down. But I've been through it. When I lost my house and my divorce, I slept in my office for nine months, showered at the gym. I was basically homeless. I needed to make sales. In that moment in time, I wasn't really looking to network. I was looking to make sales to eat and pay child support. But as I went from going in total sales mode and I would start to do better, then I would start to hear sales mode to make money and hear some coffee meetings to build my long-term fortune. And I was able to, in about a year, go from none of the lead generated cold calling to just meeting people for coffee, taking my time, building relationship. But people who want to quick fix, Hector, it's not going to work for them. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. When we get back from break here, Rick, we're going to dive into some of the brass tactics because I think you've set the stage really well. And we kind of want to talk about this one for alliteration, this transition from transactional to relational. And I yes. think that that's really what we're talking about here. And so we're going to get into that right after this quick break. Cool. Hey, y'all, thanks for tuning in today. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media, and we are a content and podcast production company. Well, we like to think of ourselves as genius makers, because chances are, if you're listening to this, you have a passion, a purpose, a, a mission, a message, something that you want to get out to the world, but you may not have the time, the team, or the tech skills to be able to do it. Uh, that's where we can help. Go to AmplifyMedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y Media.com. You can also check the show notes for info. And with that, let's get back to today's episode. So Rick, I think we gave a lot of context and my goal as a host is to speak for the listener, if you will, because there's always somebody who's saying, yeah, but, or yeah, well, and there's all of these excuses or, or reasons in our head. And I try and eliminate as many of those as possible before we get to this point, because no matter if someone doesn't have the right mindset, they're not going to do any of these things. However, I think you've done a great job of clearing that path. So if someone wants to move from that, and I'm speaking from me, you know, they come from a place where we had our list of names and numbers. We knew how many check marks we needed to make. We needed to have how many boxes we needed to fill. You know, it was yep. just trying to get to the hundred calls just to get to the hundred. Oh right? If I knew you were going to say that, uh, I think it's in the other room. From my recruiting days, making thousands and thousands of cold calls, I had a piece of paper with the check boxes. Yeah. How many calls, how many people answered, how many appointments, like goosebumps, yeah. man. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, my I, God. I was there. I'm having flashbacks. I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> for some reason, back in my direct sales, I had to make 16 calls to book an appointment. For some, I don't, you know, out of thousands of calls and all the sample sizes, it always came back to like 16.2 or yeah. something. Mm -hmm. I remember learning. So 32 <laughs> phone calls was like my number. Like, I'm, you know, no matter what, I got to make 32 calls. But let's say we want to move <laughs> from that 
to what you're talking about, right? Something that's so foreign. So take us through that and how we might approach all of that. So under 35 to 40 years old, my wife's 43, I'm 54. Under 35 or 40, this sounds like a foreign concept. You talk to any real estate agent who's 45 plus, they don't comprehend this lead generating thing. They're so in vibe with what I'm talking about. So it's the younger, and I'm in the middle of that generation because I freaking, I've made a couple million dollars on Facebook with proper posts, proper, not just reaching out. Hey, Rick, how you doing? And then, oh no, that message, the next one's going to be, have you ever thought of, oh no. And that's them chasing. So I can answer this a lot of different ways. I do want to throw something out there about the cold calling. For those of you that are cold calling, I had it down to the day of the week, the time of the day. So I knew uh, a certain percentage of people would answer if I called between 11 and 12 and between one and three on what day of the week. And I don't only cold call on those days and those times. I wouldn't cold call every day because it would be you're 16, but there's certain days where it might be 35 to one. There's other days when it's 12 to one. I'm freaking lazy. I don't want to work that hard. So I would only do the 12 to one. And then I've got three promotions in the company. How'd you do it? See this piece of paper that you don't want to fill out? <laughs> so, okay, let me paint a picture for you, Hector, that for some people, this is going to sound forward or sound like a dream and other people, it's going to be, duh, that's all I do. So I want you to imagine if you're a real estate agent and your coach says, go knock on a hundred doors and I'm going to leave this podcast if you don't get this answer right. I'm kidding, but I always tell people you go knock on a hundred doors, Hector, and they, they answer the door. They don't. And imagine if you're in Texas and it's 108 and your shoes are melting or if it's snowing outside, you're unemployed. If it's 108 degrees outside, you're unemployed. When COVID hits, people will punch you in the face if you knock on their door. That makes you unemployed. So there's a lot of reasons why cold calling is rough. You go knock on 100 doors. Hey, Hector, my name is Rick Silva. I'm a local real estate agent. Check to see if you or somebody you know is looking to buy or sell a home in the next 60 to 90 days. And you go do that. And that's what everybody's taught. 90% of the real estate agents that I work with, that's what they're taught. So you go do that, Hector. Now, I'm going to go knock on 100 doors. I'm a real estate agent. I'm going to knock on 100 doors. Mortgage lenders, estate planning attorneys, relocation companies, estate planning, mortgage, financial planners, CPA, relocation companies, roofers, carpet cleaners, handymen, home stagers, and I'm going to have coffee with them, and I'm going to teach them how to send me referrals and vice versa. Bankers, family law attorneys are really good. So are money coaches. So I'll always talk to somebody and go, do you think, Hector, in the history of the world that someone has ever sat in front of the CPA and go, man, I got a big bonus check coming in or I'm getting divorced or I'm doing pretty well. I'm thinking about buying real estate. Think that's ever happened in the history of the world? Maybe a hundred times a day, thousand times a day. If you teach that CPA how to do this, hey, when you hear one of your clients say, I'm thinking about investing in real estate, when you hear that, could you hand them, and I know podcasters, but I'm holding up my wife's business card. Could you give them this card? Now, if I'm sitting with my CPA and they say, I'm thinking about investing in real estate, and my CPA opens up the drawer and goes, I know the best real estate agent in town. Her name's Marcella. Give her a call. Marce- when I call Marcella on the phone, I go, Marcella, I was sitting, my name's Rick Silva. I was sitting with my CPA. I said, I'm interested in investing in real estate. He told me to call you. At that point, does Marcella need to know about investing? My CPA, I mean, what does Marcella need to know about selling? My CPA told me to call her on the phone. 95% of the sales done. Now, the work Marcella had to put in is Marcella had to go have coffee meetings with CPAs and mortgage lenders, financial planners, and all these people to teach them the scripting. But that's the basis of it. One is you go knock on doors. Cool, you make a sale. Guess what? That minute you make the sale, you're 100% unemployed. You got to go knock on another 100 doors. 
if I go meet with a mortgage lender and that mortgage lender starts sending me a deal a month, and like I said, Estella Maravilla, I've closed around 95 real estate transactions from a mortgage lender I met five years ago. I've made at least $1.5 to $2 million for one lady that I met in a coffee shop. She says, you got to contact Rick to invest in land. I get a phone call, 95% of the deal's done. Now, if you don't mind, people are hearing it and go, yeah, 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 but how? Could I give you the foundation real quick of what you need? You need a toolkit. You need a toolbox. Number one, you need something called the customer avatar. So you'll talk to a real estate agent, hey, what's a good client for you? Anybody who needs a home. So being vague doesn't fire the reticular activating system in the brainstem. You have to be exact. Hector, good client for me is someone 35 to 50 years old, going through divorce, second kids on the way, so now the house is too small. Last kid just graduated college, they want to downsize their empty nesters. Being precise, exact, where do they want to live, how old they are, what are the circumstances they're going through, it's called a customer avatar. And I have very specific software where I ask my clients tons of questions, you put it in a software and it kicks out their avatar. You need to have five or six avatars. You need to have one first time home buyers, empty nesters, divorce, you inherited a house, death, investors, because you never know who you're going to meet. Number one, avatars. Number two, so number one, avatars. Number two, an elevator pitch that goes to every one of those avatars. So if you meet somebody, you're wearing your name badge in a grocery store, hey, you do real estate, boom, you go right into your 10, 15, 30, or 60 second elevator pitch. So avatar specific. Elevator pitch is what you're going to say. So the avatar is who you're looking for. The elevator pitch is what you're going to say when you talk to people. Number three, you ask yourself over and over, who has my client? Who has my client? Who already has my client? Who already has my client? Then you got to go on the internet and I got some heavy duty tricks. So you can go into Google and start finding these people who already have your client. Then you need to craft an email to reach out to them. So a real estate agent might want to reach out to financial planners. Go on the internet, you find them. You have an approach email that gets them to chase you down the street. Then you're going to set up a coffee meeting, whether it's Zoom or face-to-face. -face. I prefer face-to-face -face if possible. And then what are you going to say to them when you meet them for coffee? That's it. That takes, for me to build that out with somebody, that's six to 10 hours. But it's avatar, elevator pitch, power partners, which is called SOI, COI, circle of influence, person of influence, center of influence. But in networking world, it's called power partner. Find them, meet them, and start to build this web of a network. So one last thing. If I'm a real estate agent who only thinks about transactions, door knocking or whatever, when you meet the person, they go, hey, we're getting married and we're thinking about buying a home. The real estate agent goes, awesome. Where do you want to live? The professional networker stops the conversation. You're getting married. Do you need a photographer? Do you need a limo driver? Do you need to know where to get the best wedding dress? Do you need a videographer? Do you need an event planner? Do you need to know places to go for your reception? So the person involved in just sales thinks about this sale. The pro networker listens for issues. If I saw you sitting there and you're going like this, I'll have to go, you okay? Now my back's bothering me. I know five chiropractors. You want me to introduce you to some? You're constantly looking for the good and the bad. And then who do I know that can solve that? That sets you apart from everyone else. I'm listening. I'm getting married. Wedding photographer, wedding planner. What do you need? Now I've had 7,000 coffee meetings. I can provide that. So it's listening for issues and who else could I bring to service this person besides awesome, let's get you your house. Because that's transactional. We, we want to build relationships. Rick, you're right. I'm sad that we keep these episodes to only 20, 25 minutes because, I mean, this could be a, a PhD here. I mean, yeah. we could really go deep. 
Yeah. So my, my last question though is for that person who is like, they're fired up, they're ready to go pound the phones and do it a little differently. Can you help them see around the corners a little bit for someone who is fired up? They are ready to take action. Any bit of caution or foresight or anything that they might take with them so that they can either stay consistent or sustain it or have results? Is there things that maybe they can take with them as they're starting wow. to take action on it? How many hours do we have? Oh, five more minutes. Okay, so you said fired up to make calls. I'm saying fired up to have coffee meetings, not fired up to cold call, because I want to get them out of that as soon as possible. I just did a video right before we got on talking about Zig Ziglar saying, isn't it amazing how much you get done the day before you're going on vacation? So think about that. You're going on vacation tomorrow, man, you're working the time you get up, time you go to bed to get everything done. If you have to-do lists, goals, and a vision for your future, then you wake up like that every day. And I'm 54 years old, man. I made almost a million dollars last year working 15 hours a week. I spend a lot of time on myself, on paying for coaching, doing research on YouTube, real work 15 to 20 hours a week. And I kind of don't need to work anymore, but I mean, I'm put on this earth to get people out of cold calling and into networking. And I wake up and I'm like, I got a frothy sweat on me. You need to figure out why you were put on this earth and you need to have goals and vision for the future beyond you having money in the Lamborghini, the joy you have inside for helping somebody. And I don't care what you sell, if you're a dentist, a chiropractor, whatever. If you're in business, it only does one thing. It solves a problem. If you don't solve a problem, you're not getting paid. Whatever the problem you're solving for your client, you get so passionate about that, that I hardly sleep. I sleep like six and a half hours a night. I'm so passionate about helping people and seeing them succeed. You need to find that in your life. And if it's lead generating and cold calling just to make a sale, I promise you, you are not put on this earth to make a sale. You're put on this earth to help people achieve greater things. And as you help people achieve greater things, you achieve greater things. Yeah. So insightful here. Rick, if people want to go deeper in your world or go down this rabbit hole, where can they follow up and find more about you? Everything's one referral away. So it's one referral away at Gmail. If you want to email me, it's one referral away.com. And my YouTube channel is one referral away. So just got to think one referral away. You know, I got that from Russell Brunson with, you're just one funnel away. And I saw that and I go, man, well, I'm a referral guy. One referral, I could not believe it was available. (laughs) When my wife did a seminar and Estella was sitting in the room and she came up to me after the talk and said, I'm going to be your biggest investor and your biggest referral partner. 95 real estate transactions later, she's purchased 13 parcels from us. Again, for the third time, I've made between 1.5 and $2 million from one person. The changes I've set her family up for three or four generations of wealth. I've made a couple bucks and made longtime friends. The feeling you get from helping people. I drove down the street maybe three or four months ago and this girl standing there and she's throwing her arms up in the air because she had just turned a corner. She was on her phone and she blasted the curb and blew the whole tire under her car. I pulled over and this was actually was nine months ago and it was really cold. I had a blanket in the back of my car. I put a blanket. She was shaking and pissed off. She hit the curb, put a blanket on her. I called the police and I sat there for about two hours waiting for her. Trust me when I tell you, I felt better about helping her than she did about being helped. So when you have that, I'm going to help other people mentality, the wealth you will create via the law of attraction, the law of reciprocity. You can't fathom it. But think about if you've ever helped somebody, how you feel and how good it makes you feel. That's what networking is done properly. This is great stuff, y'all. Go out and get connected with Rick. Thank you. Most importantly, I think adopting this mindset is just gonna be better for everybody. Your business least of all, 
but I think we can help a lot of people with this kind of mindset. And if you made it this far, we'd appreciate a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know someone who's in the midst of scaling a business or they're thinking about starting one, please send this to them and let's grow the tribe together. And as always, we appreciate you being a part of the tribe. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all. Thank you. Thank you.